Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There is the music and we're back underway Episode 125 in season number two of the Cool Button Hockey Podcast. Crazy weekend. We're under a month till the Stanley Cup playoffs. There's a lot of storylines, but Craig, at this moment, as we sit here today, is the biggest storyline the push to the playoffs? Is it the Penguins? Uh Uh-oh. Is it the Panthers? We've got races all. Everything's a race except what the Bruins are competing for. But we've got a whole bunch of other races what is the sexiest matchup? Is there a bigger storyline in hockey right now than the races for the Stanley Cup playoffs? If so, tell me, please, Craig. No, there isn't. 13 teams have punched their ticket to the playoffs. They, they have. You know, we got six in the Eastern Conference that have punched their ticket, and we got seven in the West. So why don't we start with, I'm going to start with the Western race. You know what? It, it's three tortoises on the, on like, racing towards the finish line. You know, the Winnipeg Jets, five wins in their last 17 games. The Calgary Flames, who play good, then play bad, play good, play bad. Oh, yeah, they're inconsistent. And then the Nashville Predators, who I think have accepted their lot in life. They've made the trades at the deadline. And if they make it, they make it. If they don't, well, it'll be Barry Trotz's problem to deal with. Anyway, that's what I see in the last. I, I, I can't believe that the Predators lost 7 nothing to the uh, uh, a game at home on Saturday where they can – Catch up to the Winnipeg Jets, and eh, not very good. And then the Calgary Flames. I mean, like, really? What? Like, what? What? What are you doing? I mean, the, the Calgary Flames this year are the best team I've seen at snatching defeat from the jaws of victory. So, you know, <laughs> don't ask me to predict who's going to win that. Just when I'm ready to write one team off, they go, "Wait a second, you know, the other teams." Are probably... Think about the Jets: five wins in 17 games, five, and two of those wins. Were, were stolen wins by Connor Hellebuck, two of them in Florida and Tampa Bay. Imagine if they would have just won three more games. I mean, we wouldn't be talking, 18s would be solidified in the in the West. So you got these three teams in the West. It's going to be fascinating to see, you know, who emerges into that final playoff spot. Because right now, this time, springtime, spring is coming on this Monday, March 20th. I don't think any one of these three teams is eager to play in postseason springtime hockey. Yeah, and it, I mean, the Nikolai Ehlers goal on Saturday might have been a season saver from what you've talked about. Um, it can't be the Preds. It's almost as if, no, when you quit and sell off, it can't be you. And shame on the teams that they would catch. Your line about the Flames is so bang on. I think the Jets get it by default. 
and then they end up playing the game of it's Vegas or Dallas, or is it Colorado or is it Minnesota? The maneuverability of the standings makes it just so fascinating to me. And because of Hellebuck and the Jets craziness, you know, with that skill that they have, if they, if, if we throw out these last 17 games, as you mentioned, it was going really well. It was going really, really well. So, and you do the Jets games on TSN. I love what you said about 55 Mark Shifley the other night. Like, when did the wheels start to come off? When, when they come off, remember a uh, famous line uh, by Ron Wilson, you know, 18-wheeler off the cliff. Do 18-wheelers, as they're going off the cliff, do they ever get saved? Like, once they go over, could they land on a bed of roses? Does it work that way? Like, can, can the Jets salvage the sauce? Or in your experience, those things don't happen, Craig. They don't happen. I'm an optimist. Okay. I'm an optimist. So, so, so my answer is yes. Can they, can, can they salvage it? Yeah, I think they can. I think 54 games this season, they were really good. They were one of the best defensive teams in the league, you know, an area they really improved in, you know, they had Connor Hellebach and playing at Vezina trophy level. The scoring was like 54 games. And then, you know, you, you watch and, and you know, what ends up happening, Steve, you play two games. Ah, we weren't good. And then two games turns into four. And then four turns into six, and you're kind of going, okay, we, we got to get our game in order. Well, they're at 17 games now, and their game isn't in order. I, I have a – there's a saying that I use all the time. If winning was easy, everybody would do it. It's hard to win in this league. It's hard to win in any league. I don't care where you're playing. Hard to win. And right now, the details of the Winnipeg Jets game, like, are, are not are not dialed in. They're not dialed in. You know, you heard me talk about uh, – Mark Shifley on the broadcast Sunday when they played the uh, St. Louis, the first goal. I mean, I mean, they, they should have played twist and shout because Mark Shifley was twisted and twisted and twisted. And he had no idea what was going on around him. It was like, you know, five minutes into the game again, not, you know, Rick bonus has talked about it. We're giving up too many goals at the beginning of a game. Well, Mark Shifley, who's, who's, who's got terrific abilities and has shown the, that he can be a superstar in this league. That's not the way to start. And when you look at Shifley not scoring, Cal Connor not scoring, Blake Wheeler not scoring, you know, it's hard to score, Steve. You know that. They're not getting to where it's hard. They're not, the, the, it's almost like they said, well, well, we'll try from out here. They keep trying from out there. You know, the results are in. The results are in. You're not getting, you're not having success. You know what it takes to have success. That's why I'm an optimist. It's not like Rick Bonus or the players have to be shown away. They just have to be reminded of the way that got them to where they were in the first 54 games. And maybe because of the tortoise race, if the Jets shed the house on their back, they'll pass the other two teams. And maybe for them, the best news is, oh, the game you talked about, Preds get spanked by the Rangers. Rick Bonus is like, thank God. And what he saw Saturday night before he went to bed with Jason Robertson against Calgary was, Thank God, because of the results were a little bit different. The uh, tightness of the team would be a little different as well. So those races are great. I think something else that's fascinating and the way the schedule works. I remember when we've had 11, 12, 13 games and 11 have mattered. Like Vancouver, Arizona doesn't matter, but we deep dive into the rest of them is how the schedule has this Oilers, which is three, Kings two, Vegas one playing each other and what the Oilers have, I think in the piggy bank, I, I think it's there. Maybe it's dangerous to believe it, but Craig Edmonton has 
three San Jose, two Anaheim, and two Arizona games. First of all, that's seven. Seven times two is 14 for McDavid. I'm going to say his over-under. Bruce is already betting it right now. Three against ten. And teams that are, I would say those teams, the team that's the least mentally defeated is Arizona would put up a better fight. The Oilers on Monday have San Jose. Day off at home and get Arizona. I have Daryl Sittler watch on the Wednesday because <laughs> this could get UGA. Anyway, to make it even better for the schedule maker for first, second, or third, the Oilers then have two against the Kings. Okay, that's great. Probably split them. That's what happens. And two against Vegas. You're telling me the Oilers six back. Each team's have played 69-70 in that uh, bracket. Three against San Jose, two against Anaheim, two against Arizona, two against LA, and two against Vegas. It doesn't get much better than that. And that doesn't mean they'll win the division or not. It's just the sexiness of even that race, Craig, to decide maybe who plays Winnipeg. Like, you know what I mean? In any order, you can't get much better than that. And the other sports, Craig, at this time of the year, one sport needs to add extra playoff teams because they don't have the excitement. So they water down the product. Imagine your favorite beer. Make it 3%. Imagine your favorite chocolate bar. Take down the sugar content. No, no water down. Like you said, we want to be elite up here. I want to be in the, this is the National Hockey League, not the ECHL. So what's going on right here is not only fascinating, it's fun and great for the sport. Oh, you know, I'm I'm in full agreement there. And you think about Edmonton. So we got, we got the multiple, we got the, uh, multiple parts of Edmonton. I mean, I have no doubt, not zero doubt, zero. Let me just tell you the zero doubt. Connor McDavid will get over 150 points. He'll get over 150 points. Could he get past Eiserman's 155? <laughs> Which, you know, when you look back at, at, at the scoring records, right? Like, I mean, that would put him in that rarefied air with that 66 and 99. And, you know, you think about what he, who he's playing against, how driven he is, like, he now, I mean, two points a game. It's like, if he doesn't get two points, you're like, oh, how did he not get two points? Like, because he's so dangerous, too. It's nothing he does is accidental. And, you know, 65 goals. I mean, unbelievable what he does on a game-in, game-out basis. And the Edmonton Oilers, you know, I don't know why you wouldn't think, if you're the Edmonton, why not first place? Why not first place? Seattle's falling back. Seattle's another team that's lucky that Winnipeg and Calgary and, and, and those teams haven't played very because they could have been at risk of being caught. They're another team that could have been caught too. Listen, the Edmonton Oilers, you know, I, I love what Jay Woodcroft has done. Stuart Skinner's my goalie. Stuart Skinner's my goalie. He doesn't care that Jack Campbell got signed for five times five. And I don't care, my team. And do you think Connor McDavid cares that Jack Campbell's on a five times? No, Get, put the guy in there that gives us a chance to win. End of story. That's Stuart Skinner. So it is exciting because you're not only watching the races scoring wise and uh, standings wise, you're also watching how our team's getting ready. Everything now is how our team's getting ready. How our team, how does, how does Stuart Skinner look? How do the Carolina Hurricanes look? How does Patrick Kane look? How does Timo Meyer look? Like, how does Vasilevsky look? He didn't look very good on Sunday. I didn't like some of those goals that went in against him, but you know, the, they're up to nothing. They beat the Devils previously. I didn't like, but as we saw last year, Vasilevsky can take a stretch of bad games and turn them into good games like, like that. And then, and then the team playing them is, is in trouble. But 
those are the things I'm watching for. Yeah. Uh, as you taught me, the players know. When Nick Lidstrom said, I think there's a guy in Sweden who's an NHLer, the players know you can't fool them. And that's why to me sometimes it'd be great to get open and honesty, which you probably do off the record about what the players think of blank, whether it's a fellow player, a player on another team. You know, we talk about McDavid or some of that, you know, it's great when the players talk about who can do blank, whether it's the current players or when we go back and it's over and people talk about how good, you know, Guy Carbono was or how much of a gamer Mike Keen was or, you know, the little things like that or Gretzky not going to LA unless he was bringing along his buddy for bodyguard protection and make the transition easier. So uh, I love those stories. Um, and we love Sidney Crosby, like what he's been able to do 18 years point per game average only Wayne at 19 years is better and Sid trying to will this team on his back but unless they play six attackers unless they bring back Tom Barrasso if they don't start getting a save because Craig you talk about with your friends at sports logic so the Penguins what they give up and what they get is in the top group in the NHL like they're they're getting chances and giving up chances but when they're bad like what we got 98 goalies that have played here. I got Tristan Jari ranked 83rd in the NHL. 83rd? You know who's down in this category? Elvis Merzlikens, Jack Campbell, Jonathan Quick's numbers as a king. That's that's not there. And yes, Jeff Carter hasn't played well. And, you know, they're older and can look really slow like they did on Saturday or Friday. Whenever they played the Saturday, they played the Rangers. But there's still something there. And I think we're judging the stock at the bottom here. If 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 Jari can do something, and I don't know if it's Casey to Smith or not, but the Penguins have to get in, right? Crosby has to be in the playoffs. Is he going to say jump on my back and get the Penguins there? Because this sexy storyline of the Penguins teetering, talk about there's 18 wheelers in trouble everywhere. What's that show? Ice road truckers. Oh oh, that guy's in trouble. Oh he, oh, God, oh, and he's out of it. Like Sid is, he sits going, oh my God, here. And I, I'm fascinated who goes over, under, and through. And I think the Penguins are still at least top eight. That's all I'm asking in the Eastern Conference. Well, we, 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 do we think that or do we want to think that? Because, you know, we, we know how great Sidney Crosby is. I mean, I think Malkin's had a terrific season. Chris Letang. Uh, to me, he, he's a difference maker. Jake Gensel is a difference maker. Like that, like there are guys that play, right? Like I, I think you nailed two things there, Steve. They're not fast. They're a slow team. And, you know, when they won the cup in 16 and 17, their speed was disruptive. It created lots of opportunities for them. You know, I hear a lot about, well, their defense. Did you watch their defense in 2017? I mean, they they had some injuries, but their speed pushed teams back. Their speed doesn't put the, their lack of speed gets them pushed back, and the goaltending, like it's it, like it just <laughs> just get the league average, just come close to league average, right? They're so far below league average, it's frightening. Like you know, it's like you, you know that's the problem. So can we can we envision? Do we want to envision Sidney Crosby not in the playoffs? We don't want to do that. But, you know, I, I think they got some real challenges there. I, like, you know, you heard, I, I've said it for a while now. I'm, I'm not buying the Penguins. I'm, I'm buying, I'm, I got Penguins out, you know. Now, 
It looked three weeks ago or two weeks ago that maybe Ottawa, you know, maybe Washington, you know, the contenders have dropped off. But the team that's starting to play is the Florida Panthers. That's the team I'd be worried about if I were the Panthers. Well, Florida has won against Carolina, won against the Rangers, now three against Toronto. Again, no no one's sweeping these series, right? And Bobrovsky has one back-to-back to worry about because he might run the table. And Craig, isn't it interesting how these desperate teams then, Sorokin, Hellebuck, start going back-to-back on certain games because they feel they've got no other choice. But then Florida has a string of among the worst all non-playoff teams. They have put themselves in a position where they control their own destiny. And thank God for Matthew Kachuk. Thank God for Bobrovsky getting his game back, you know, at least on the league. He's been way better lately to get to the league average because it's just the Bobrovsky show. And I think what we saw in the victory over New Jersey and what we've seen when this team has grinded themselves to victories, Carter Verhage, is he going to get 40 goals? The Florida example was one we said, nope, Buffalo in, Florida out. Nope, Ottawa's won five in a row. They've given themselves a chance. This is what's sexy. So it really probably is two of Islanders, Pittsburgh, and Florida. And I can see the Penguins being out. And the answer to your question, maybe I'm just being nostalgic. Maybe I'm trying to will the Penguins there just to make sure Sid is rewarded for this season. But I'm not betting I'm not betting on the Penguins either, Craig. Yeah, well, it's hard. It's hard to bet on them, right? And it's to me, you look at what the data tells you. You look at what the eye test tells you. And you know, when we talk about betting and putting some money on something, right? Sports Interaction gives you all the bets, all the props. They give you all the data so that you can emerge a winner. Sports Interaction is Canada's sports book. Here's how it works. If you do not know, log on to SIA.com forward slash cool button pod. You click, sign up, deposit, and play. Craig, let's play. You know who Chrissy Hine is? No. She sang for a band called The Pretenders. The Pretenders. That's who she sang for. So earlier in time, I, I was thinking that maybe the New York Rangers were pretenders. You know what? It seems like they're finding their 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 game. They're finding their cohesiveness. They're playing pretty well. I mean, they just dusted uh, some some decent teams and kind of put them away. But they got the Carolina Hurricanes coming in on Tuesday night, the MSG on Broadway, as you would say. And the Carolina Hurricanes are one of the best defensive teams in National Hockey League. They've lost some offense. They know who they are. They play hard. And this is, I think, a playoff test for the New York Rangers a playoff test that they're not going to pass. I think it'll be a low-scoring game. Take the under. Take the Carolina Hurricanes to win on the road. They're not going to continue on uh, shutting everybody out the Rangers are. And take the defense for the Carolina Hurricanes. I said the defense. They have four points. Goals and assists, four points. That's where I'm going because that defense is driving the offense for the Canes. Speaking of defense, the Minnesota Wild, who have been scoring without KK97, uh, know how to shut it down. Their only loss recently was to the Boston Bruins. No shame there. But they will lose to the Devils. New Jersey 
back home, have played some great hockey. They can smell Carolina, might not catch them on Tuesday, but the Devils on the puck line will beat Minnesota. Might be a Jacques Lemaire type game, so I'll take the under as well. Devils at home under puck line on Tuesday, and I'm with you about Carolina. I think the Canes will actually win again on Thursday, but we'll save that for a later date. Canada Sportsbook is Sports Interaction 19 plus. Please gamble responsibly. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You know what? We talk about bets. I got one for you here. I want you to put on your voting hat, okay? And and, and, and so I'm going to ask you, for what you would do. And then I'm going to ask you if there's something that could be changed. The right winger, the right wingers in the National Hockey League this season, okay? Kucherov, <laughs> Pasternak, Marner, Kachuk plays right wing, and you have Miko Rantanen. And I haven't mentioned Will, William Nylander, okay? Now, only two of those guys can be first or second team end of season all stars, okay? We're talking about two guys to me that will absolutely have 50 goals. I think four of those guys will absolutely have 100 points. So my question is to you, Mr. Coolius, who would be your first and second team votes uh, for for the right winger all-star? And do you think the NHL should change it to just the three best forwards? That's a great question. Would the three best forwards work? It probably would work better. But because Phil Esposito said to him, all-star nominations mean nothing. End of the year, first or second team all-stars do. Then if you are a center, you're awarded at center. And how hard was it for Eisman and Howard Chuck when Wayne was one, Mario was two, and then you were out. So the real, it's easy to put three forwards up there, but I would keep it for the history of the game, rewarding a right winger, a left winger, defenseman. So then you really say, well, I'm not, you know, you've got four centermen up there as voters. Three centermen are getting in, but I'm the best right winger. It kind of hurts someone who's a great defensive shortstop. Well, that's the most important position in the infield, so you need to reward a defense. And Ozzie Smith 
you know, depending on your era. So I wouldn't switch it for historical reasons. And if I'm the fourth best forward, but I'm the best right winger, I deserve to be honored. I think the voting will go simply for Kucherov and Pasternak. I think that's what will happen. But I do want to bring up Mitch Marner for a second because Mitch doesn't have 30 goals because Mitch is a centerman who plays right wing, but he's a right winger. <laughs> and he kills, like, in this other group, who's killing as much PK time as Mitch? Nobody. He's over two minutes a game. He's the number one penalty killer on the Toronto Maple Leafs. And I don't know if people know about his 200-foot game. I would have him at least as a second-team all-star right winger for the other things he brings, five-on-five five and four-on-five. Look at his shorthanded points. Look at his play without the puck. Look at his play when he's got the puck, ragging the puck. When you are on the ice, five on four, six on five, four on five, and you're one of the best five on five, there's something to be said in that regard. I'm big. I did my own history, uh, my own project last week. Good players and really good players who kill over two minutes a game. The list is short, Craig. Mika Zibanejad is on it. Mitch Marner's on it. To me, those tough minutes, if I never kill and I'm playing 18 minutes, when I come over, guess what? I'm fresh. I didn't block a shot with my hand. I didn't have to do those types of things. I think that has to be rewarded. Never mind, I think he's going to get 100 points. Never mind what he's done. I think the best three players since January 1st are McDavid, McKinnon, and Marner. So I will reward the parts I've been taught by people like you who have made a living in the game tier one about what the managers and players see. So nothing against 86 or 88 in that regard. I think they'll get the votes. Um, I would have at least 16 on the second team all-star from Phil Esposito's lesson. Yeah, and I agree with Phil too. I like I, I do. I just it's just something that you ask because on the all rookie team, you just pick three forwards, you know, that doesn't go by position. Now that's because there's only so many rookies, and you want to just identify the all rookie forward group. You know, it's interesting because Mitch Marner is, is has been the first team right wing uh at end of season voting the last two seasons. Like we're talking about the, the first team all-star. Yeah. You know, Kachuk was second team, and then you had Ranton in, right? Pasternak, who's going to have 50 goals. So it's, it, I mean, think about, and, and like William Nylander, the forgotten player at, at right wing. So if you just look at six, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated by the skill over the right wing position in the National Hockey It blows my mind. And to your point about Mitch Marner, and, and, and this leads me to this. He will get one of my top three votes for, for the Selkie. He will get one of my top three votes for the Selkie. Because it's been a long time. Yeri Lettinen won three Selkies. I've watched Yeri closely. And Mitch Marner has those qualities of playing without the puck defensively. He will, I, I declare it now, he will be one of my top three guys on the Selkie. Zibanejad is great too. And you start to, this is where it becomes challenging from a voting perspective, Steve. Okay, yeah, 50 goals is easy, 100 points is easy, but what does it all mean? And your point that you just made, I think is fantastic. You know, when you're killing penalties, you're exerting a lot of energy, mentally and physically. The other guys get to sit there and wait for their turn to jump back out on the ice to come and take advantage of you know, potentially 
uh, teams that don't have their best defensemen out there because they just have to kill a penalty or they're on the power play. So to me, I think that the, you have to factor in a lot of things. To Mitch Marner, to me, is one of the best, if not the best, well, hard to say that with uh, when you're talking about McDavid. So I'm taking McDavid out of this. Mitch Marner, to me, for me, is the best catalyst player in the National Hockey League up front, the way he creates things. And I, I'm with you. Everything is, other than McDavid, who's the best catalyst? Other than McDavid, who has the best hockey sense? And like Mitch's hockey sense is up. And I know you judge it out of five and you've given very few players a six in hockey sense. Like to be in, in hockey sense, Ludzie and I always had these chats and you came in. Are players born or are they made? Is hockey sense teachable? You know, if you say to a person, if you're here, if you go, okay, I got gotcha. you. But then for some of the other things in a moment, like remember when Mitch invented last year against Detroit, the breakaway pass back and people were going like you imagine in 1978 somebody was on a breakaway and they passed to the guy we, we just we would never have done it like we wouldn't have done it to have a breakaway and to think about got back pressure and the better play than me shooting and my 28 percent chance to score that's what it is on a penalty shot on a breakaway but 28 percent chance to score but if i wait and turn and use the analytics in the royal road and increase my chances by 30 percent, i'll give it to michael bunting and he'll have an empty net the wow factor of eyes at the back of your head. Wayne had them. Mitch has them. And I think, and I, and I hate saying this because we talk to people all the time. I think for voters, because he doesn't have 30 goals, they won't get it. And I just want to clarify for our listeners, when you said easy 50 and 100, you meant easy to vote for those people, not it's easy to get 50 or 100. Right. Uh, you, don't need, you don't need me to stick up for you, but I want to clarify that because if somebody just hears that clip, right? It's easy to vote for a 50-goal score, and Pasternak will be there, and Kucherov's at 100. It's harder to vote for the harder minutes. It really is. And that's, that's where you have to peel back all these layers and all the onion. And that takes a lot of work, and it takes a lot of watching. But, and that's why I admire people like you who've been at the rink with the coffee, and that's why we talk to the people there, and we use our contacts about what they see in the game. And when people sit, I think Mitch Marner will also get some heart trophy votes as well um, in a, in a field that after McDavid could go anywhere, anywhere. And I know there's going to be Homerism. There's going to be, well, Boston's good. So this, we're not giving a, you know, a participation pin because the Bruins are so good. So we should all nominate Allmark and Pasternak. It doesn't work that way. And now people conveniently say to me, well, Steve, it's judged to be the most valuable to his team. We've never voted. We voted for the best player who's had the best year. And, and, and people forget about Dreisaitl, and he kills as well. So it's fascinating. It doesn't really matter to me because McDavid's already won. What will fascinate me is who does not have him at number one on their ballot, Craig. Like, this, if, if, you, if, if it's not unanimous now, what does a person have to do to get everyone's first place vote? Tell me. Okay, so, so I'm going to go two places. There is no way, okay, like in my mind, in my little mind, that that I see a scenario where it's not unanimous for Connor McDavid as the heart. Now, all I all all I will say is this: whoever doesn't vote Connor McDavid number one, I I, I just want to I want to hear your, your your rationale for it. Like just, just please tell me because uh, I, I will I will I, I will be very curious to 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 know why you voted in that regard, but. You know this. 
was there not one great season by a certain Mr. Mario Lemieux where he did not win the Hart Trophy? Yep. Please, please tell the listening audience. <laughs> There's two years I would, and I love Wayne. Who doesn't love Wayne? In 89 and in 02, the wrong person won the Hearts. The wrong person. It should have been Jerome in 02, um, and it should have been Mario. And we can't then select when we want to do most viable to his team. And then for the most part of my lifetime, it's always been who's had the best year and also rewarded for kind of being the best player. Like we, we kind of look at it that way, whether you want to admit it or not. You know, I hear people talking about a certain player who's 15th in league scoring, get heart trophy votes. Who is 15th in league scoring who doesn't get <laughs> penalties, gets heart trophy votes. Like, are you kidding me? You kidding me? And then the 86 versus 86 matchup in their three games last week, someone got 86th in the head-to-head matchup. So anyway, so you can do whatever you want, but remember, we see all the results. So I'm with you, Craig. We won't shame them because that's in the modern era. That's not good to bully kids. Kids, you kids out there, don't bully online or in whatever, but let's give the rationale uh, of who would get another vote. So Mario, you know, I love you. I know he was disappointed in 89. Uh, and I was probably more, and I talked to Jerome about it and he said, I don't care. So if Jerome doesn't care, I should not care so I can sleep better at night, Craig, on those two years. And we don't have to get into the reasons why, but that's just the way. Imagine you having 199 points. What is that? The fourth, fifth best season of all time. <laughs> and I mean, we can laugh at it now because Bruce was a baby. Uh, but anyway, 199. Oh boy. Oh boy, Mr. Craig Button. So, oh, I wanted to end with this. Mary had won 60, 30 years ago. Is that the over under for con? Like, where are we in final thoughts with McDavid? And like that 160 is a nice number. 155 is a nice number. I just talked about the strength of schedule. Where do we close with Connor points this year? We just talked about strength of schedule, who they're playing, right? He's in, at the first day of spring, he's got 134 points. 26 more points gets them to 160. Okay, so we are, the math is easy, right? You look at it and go, yeah, but look at who he's playing. I'm betting on him to get 160. You know what my thing is? Can he get to 164 and be a true two points a game player? I think he gets to 160. I'm betting on Connor McDavid to get to 160. I want to see if he can get those four more points to get to empty nets, empty nets, put them out there, put them out there for the whole time. Let them float at the other team's blue line. Right <laughs> well, if you're making that request, I'll say this because bossy right. And Yager out of memory had 69. They had two six, you know, the worst season's 49, right? Even Ovi's had a 49. I think Richard Martin had a 49. I don't want 49. I want 48 or my 50 49. The worst Craig, because the 50 gold club is so special. But the 70 gold club, 70 goals, right? Of what we have eight members and Bernie Nichols is always forgotten in that club. I will say this, please, hockey gods, 70 goals, 164 points. I'm happy with the 70. Craig's happy with 164. Is that a great way to close, Craig? I got nothing more to add. (laughs) Episode 125 is in the books. Episode 126 to come later this week. For producer Bruce Bolton, Craig Button, I'm Steve Coolius. We don't need to tell you to vote for Connor. We're just curious to hear for whatever reason you don't. See you.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.